0: Good morning. It's Thursday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Yesterday, I mentioned a new poll we did here at WBEZ in collaboration with the Chicago Sun-Times, Telemundo, and NBC5. More analysis from the poll found that nearly half of Chicago residents are basing their votes for mayor this month largely on one single issue, crime. My colleague Mariah Wolfel is reporting that about two-thirds of Chicagoans don't feel safe here. A 51-year-old named David is one of them. He says someone tried to carjack him as he was leaving his house a couple months ago. Something needs to be done about it, you know. I mean, if you're not safe to come out your own home and take care of you and you're not safe doing it, I mean, that's a serious problem. When asked about the most effective way to reduce crime, job training outranked hiring more police, according to the poll. After crime and public safety, criminal justice reform was the second most important issue, at 13 percent, then the economy at 12 percent. More news in the race for mayor, and this one is for the cyclists. Yesterday was the first of two forums hosted by WBEZ's daily talk show, Reset. Five of the candidates for Chicago mayor put forward their plans to make the city less car-centric and safer for folks riding bikes. My colleague Tessa Weinberg is reporting that Sophia King, the alderman in the fourth ward, wants to do what they do in New York and make it illegal to turn right at a red light. No turn on reds, especially downtown. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, on the other hand, pointed out some steps her administration is already taking. What we're doing now, and we started this last summer, and we'll um, continue to do this over the course of this next year, is make sure that all those bike lanes are actually protected by concrete barriers. All five candidates at the forum, including former Chicago Public School CEO Paul Vallis, Congressman Jesus Chuy Garcia, and State Rep. Cam Buckner, said they would support a protected bike grid even at the expense of some street parking. The next forum is happening later this morning at the University of Chicago. Go to wbez.org slash events to get more information. Remember that feeling when you were a kid, like everybody's making decisions about you without asking you what you want to do? I mean, you were a kid, so sometimes it was for the best. But sometimes your wants should have been a factor. The Illinois State House is weighing the matter when it comes to young people under DCFS's care. There's a measure that will require children to have a lawyer representing what they want during abuse and neglect proceedings. My colleague Alex Degman is reporting that under the expansion of the state's Foster Children Bill of Rights Act, they will be eligible for a court-appointed attorney. Right now, what's known as a guardian ad litem represents kids in these cases. Nora Collins-Mandeville with the ACLU of Illinois says there are attorneys as well, but they're not focused solely on what the child wants. Having somebody who is a lawyer, um, who's able to enter evidence, who's able to cross-examine witnesses in pursuit of what the young person actually wants is what's missing from a guardian ad litem who's an attorney. The sponsors of the measure say it's ultimately the court, not the attorney, that decides what happens. But judges aren't hearing from the kids. The measure is awaiting committee assignment. On this Thursday before Valentine's Day, one Chicago museum is going rogue. Tomorrow, the National Museum of Mexican Art is hosting an anti-Valentine's Day party for young adults and teenagers. It's a free dance party organized by Yolokali Arts Reach, which is the museum's youth initiative. My colleague, Nareda Moreno, is reporting that for safety purposes, it's for people 25 and under only. She spoke to Emmanuel Ramirez, who works with the group, He's going to be DJing the event. Not everyone's in a relationship or that's not what everyone's looking for. So we like to play into that idea of anti-Valentine for it to be a space that's safe, no stigma for anybody, just a very relaxed, fun time. Apparently, it's also National Condom Week. In honor of that, the museum is providing free condoms as well as pizza and hot Cheetos. In case you had the same thought I did, we already missed National Pizza Week last month. The goal of the event is to open a safe space for young people to learn about mental health and sexual health, as well as LGBTQ issues. For tickets, go to nationalmuseumofmexicanart.org. And before we get to the weather, a few quick hits. If you're going to work in person again, even if it's only for part of the week, it turns out half of Chicago office staffers are going in with you. The Chicago Sun-Times is reporting that Mondays and Fridays are the lowest days in the office. But for the first week of February, Chicago office usage was exactly 50 percent after being slightly higher the prior two weeks. If you're just starting to step out again, welcome back. And a special salute to you if you've had to be out here all along. And the Chicago Transit Authority has been working, especially as of late, to make their system more reliable. Now, that includes a way to track their progress in real time. The CTA unveiled a new interactive scorecard on their website, which will be updated regularly to show what percentage of bus and train lines are running on schedule and how the agency is addressing its workforce shortage. Again, you can find it on the CTA website. As for weather, if you are going into work today, it is raining all day, so grab your gear. It's going up to the mid-40s today and down to the upper 20s tonight. The rain should clear up tonight, but the wind might pick up. And that's it for The Rundown today. I'm Erin Allen. Stay dry out there. I'll talk to you tomorrow.